This week on Dueling Review, it's pop star assassin number one from Behemoth Comics. The year is 1977. The king is dead. The world mourns. But when a mysterious briefcase turns up in his dressing room, Bruce, a coke-addled Elvis impersonator, finds himself wedged between a mob boss out for revenge and a government conspiracy with far-reaching world-ending ramifications, all in an attempt to discover the true identity of his father's killer. It's sex, drugs, rock and robot 70s style in this all-out action adventure. The year is 1977. The king is dead. Long live the king. Who the F is Molly? It is time once again to sit down and do a Dueling Review episode for all the cool kids who are hanging out in the Dueling Review uh, Patreon Discord channel this Thursday night. Uh, quite a few people, and maybe one new face. Uh, 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 Cosmo, I'm not sure that we have seen Cosmo before. But we're certainly glad that you are here to join in all of the lively discussion that we've been having pre-show about time travel and all of that crazy stuff and what we've been eating. But we are here to talk, speaking of traveling in time, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Hop star assassin number one from Behemoth oh. Comics or Behemoth Comics. Oh, or Behemoth or Behemoth Comics. Depends on how you want to pronounce it. Yeah, if you want to pronounce it like that, or if you want to pronounce it correctly, whichever. That's fine. I, uh, hmm. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show, by the way. I hope that's all right with you. I mean, if you want to drive everyone away, sure. But I'm oh. not really sure how to approach this. So first of all, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Um, Popstar Assassin mm-hmm. was released two weeks ago as evidenced on the Comixology uh, website, even though it was listed last week in the new comic book release list. Somebody in the Discord, uh, the the regular Discord chats, were going, I don't know when anything releases anymore. So here's the thing. Uh, There is this thing called the pandemic that is still transpiring. And the pandemic, as I've had a conversation with my wife at length last night, has caused a disruption in the supply chain. And that supply chain includes paper products. And those paper products are what are used to print your comic books. And so distribution of comics is kind of in the wiki and the wacky woo right now. Uh, Image Comics has said that they are no longer they're, they're for the foreseeable future, not going to do any second printings on anything because of the paper shortage. DC has missed a number of scheduled releases as it has come out and said it's because of supply chain issues. Marvel doesn't want to admit that they got a supply chain issue, but they've also missed several dates and deadlines. Um, Things that were supposed to come out. They don't admit anything. Yeah. Things that were supposed to come out two weeks ago that are coming out this week and things that were supposed to come out last week that are coming out next week. So everybody is experiencing this. And so that is why this week, because Popstar assassin was listed on last week's list And because so many of our awesome uh, listeners voted for Popstar Assassin, we made the decision that we would go ahead and make an exception this time to review this comic just for you. So if you're out there going, man, this this doesn't make sense. Am am I stuck in a weird time travel movie? You might be. But more importantly, we're here to discuss Popstar Assassin. The weird part is I feel like I remember a pop star assassin title coming out in 2020. Uh, but it wasn't a behemoth. It was maybe, else. maybe it was scheduled. Maybe it was scheduled to come out in 2020 and didn't. Could and be, then it got be. moved to a different publisher. I don't know. That is possible. 
So this is a story about an Elvis impersonator in 1977 who is obsessed with finding out who shot his paw, which would be a Johnny Cash thing, but not really a well, Elvis thing. Well, he thinks that his paw is Elvis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe. Who killed Elvis? Yeah, right? Who killed Elvis? And the next thing you know, he's got G-Men and mm-hmm. pimps and... I don't know, everybody after him and, and everything's on fire and blowing up. <laughs> and, and, and there's some kind of weird conspiracy going on. Now, that being said, uh, all this week has been conspiracy week here at Major Spoilers HQ because uh, it started off with Inside Job. If anybody hasn't seen that animated series on Netflix, it's all about conspiracy theories. And then after watching that, I was like, hey, everybody says good things about this Department of Truth series. I think I will read like the first three volumes of Department of Truth. Uh and then we get conspiracy theories about Elvis and aliens and lizard people and all this stuff. Yep. And so Steve McQueen of, and uh, yeah, Kurt yes. Russell. And so let, let's get, let's talk about the art first then in this story. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like the art and I really, really, really like the coloring in this comic. Yes, it is really phenomenal coloring, but the fact that, you know, this issue story takes place basically on the lights of the Vegas Strip mm-hmm. in a, you know, a dirty, filthy alley. And then in a, in a set of explosions, you'd think this, I mean, this a lot of places where this could go horribly wrong. Yeah. But man, the coloring is vivid. It's beautiful. Everything mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah. And, and the characterizations that they do of. Bruce Campbell as Elvis Presley, which I can't help but think that they're channeling Bubba Hotep in that. And then, of course, as you mentioned, there's somebody named McQueen, but it's MCQINN or something like that. You know, there's a lot of 70s face. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Steve McQueen's face. There are a lot of 70s celebrities. There's a a guy named Ron who looks just like Ron Jeremy. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of that going on, the stunt casting going on which I appreciate, especially when it's done well. Now it's not, um, what's his name from mad magazine. Um, no, it's, level it's not of, like Jim Davis or Mort Drucker, yeah, but Jim, Jim Davis is who I'm thinking of. Yep. Um, no, wait, isn't Jim Davis the guy who did Garfield? No, Jack Davis is, is no, you're right. Jack Davis worked for Marvel. Jim Davis did Garfield. So let's just, who's the one that did all the, who's the one that did all the, the mad magazine stuff. Jack Davis. Okay. Did magazine, so, Mad Magazine, and so did, you know. All right. Mort so, Drucker. Mort Drucker. Yeah, Jack Davis or Mort Drucker. It's not that level of quality, but it's still really, really good. And so mm-hmm. I, I dig the art a lot in this. And there is a lot of action, and there's really cool page layouts going on. For example, when uh, Elvis, uh, the Elvis impersonator Bruce, uh, mm-hmm. goes on a hallucinogenic trip. It's very trippy with, you know, 60s lettering and coloring and, you know, weird splash <laughs> panels on the layout and a guy who looks yeah. like uh, uh, just some really good. Just the art in this is just really, really good. And I yes. would say it's worth checking out just for the art. See, I, I would definitely agree with you on that because half of the fun of this um, in my third run through was just going through and trying to figure out who everybody is because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Well, of course, Bruce, uh, his full uh, stage name is Bruce Presley. Yeah, yeah. And it's he's P-R-E-Z-L-E-E. The, he's the, right. He's the rock and roll uh, 
kung fu Elvis impersonator. Yeah. And the implication is, um, now that I think about it, I wonder if his father is meant to be Bruce Lee. I don't know. Um, but the implication of the whole thing is, you know, his father is somebody famous. And of course, he sees a girl who has the face of Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. getting beaten up by the G-Men. And mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in here. And there's a visual, uh, just a tour de force going on. Because one of the bad guys is... Um, is it Jim? I think Jim Kelly, the guy who played Black Belt Jones. Yes, was that's the, who I was thinking of. Jim Kelly. Yes. Yeah. The guy from Enter the Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. The one who wasn't Bruce Lee and wasn't Sean yes. Saxon. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's in here. And of course, you go through this reading the story. And I was the first time we'll through, I the, was just engrossed we'll in figuring that sp- out. But yes, looking we'll at all of the character likenesses and trying to figure out i'm still trying to figure out who molly with the eye patch is the but, uh, the only one that i could think of is a roughed up uh what's his name um uh from uh, dirty dozen with mm. the, with the white hair um he's he's done a bunch of spy stuff and action stuff gritty and gruff see, I'm guy confused. I'm confused because you could be talking about James Coburn. That's or you could uh, also be talking about about Lee Marvin. 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 So think of those two together. Lee Marvin and James Coburn together. Uh Uh-huh. Honestly, you'd have either Lee Marvin or James Coburn. They look really simple. Yeah. Yeah. So that's who I, that's who I was thinking of. So if you look at like, uh, James Coburn in, um, uh, there's some movies with him. Well, no, not necessarily like that, like that. But if you look at James Coburn, there's some uh, dirty hippie cowboy stuff where he's got some shaggy sideburns and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I think it could be either. Maybe. I don't know. And then did part of Derek me wanted Flint part of have me, short hair. My brain wants to say that Derek Flint had like long. Yeah, yeah, hair. he did. He mostly uh, in like Flint had short hair. Okay. Uh, and then part of me wanted to say Kurt Russell but that wouldn't align with the seventies aesthetic. Yeah. Kurt would a, still be a little, little bit too bit, young for that. There's a little bit of maybe a snake Pliskin mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But yeah, I also feel like that might be, then again, now that I think about it, Marilyn would be anachronistic because she, uh, faked her death in 1961. I don't know. Uh, she would be the no, same. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, you know, uh, by 77, Bruce Lee has passed away. Right. So, yeah, Bruce died in 73. So Elvis this could be, this could just be anybody from your, you know, if you think of everything that they're referencing, it could be anyone and anybody, but you know, they're just pulling, he's just, the artist is pulling the people in here and I think he does a really good job of it. Right. Yes. That being said, <laughs> here you go. The, the story, I like this story in that. Bruce is trying to figure out who killed his dad. He's, you know, he's at the end of his rope. He's not getting the respect he wants. Uh, Mm -hmm. Someone gives him a a briefcase. He goes out into the alley to take a pee and somebody comes up and starts talking to him about stop looking into your father's death. And uh, a a prostitute is getting beat up and he intervenes and then all heck breaks loose. Okay. Yes. That's the gist of that story. Hmm. What the heck is going on? I can't tell you. Because quite honestly, this book needs a second or third editor going through and cleaning up this mess of a story. I feel like it's intentionally designed to feel like a drug trip. It's meant it, it to does. Feel it really does. 
trippy, it really dreamlike, and hallucinatory. Mm-hmm. And especially when you know Janice Joplin shows up as the old lady, and when yes. Steve McQueen shows up, I'm kind of you know sitting here and wondering: Are we supposed to feel like Bruce is having an acid flashback, or like we're having an acid flashback? Because as I got through the middle of it, it really does feel like both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of feels like, but there are, there are moments like when, before it gets really weird, like just the conversation that he's having in the alley with, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, with Molly mm-hmm. and they're peeing and it's like the word balloon placement and some of the other stuff doesn't mm-hmm. make sense in the way that it's listed and you have to read it in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. And just some of the way that the panels flow from one to the other and the, and the, narrative kind of breaks and comes back apart mm-hmm. um just somebody needs to sit down and say okay we need to clean this up because there's the bones of a really good story are here the execution mm-hmm. i felt was very very poor i feel like the word that i would use is indulgent um maybe not really so much of a it wasn't edited. It was more of a, it was edited by somebody who wasn't willing to give up any of the cool Phillips and, you know, filigrees and corners and stuff, because it mostly does hold together. And I, mm-hmm. I actually yeah. kind of enjoyed the story in oh, a weird I, yeah. hallucinatory sense, but me too. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. like the story, but it is very hard to follow. And I think a, mm-hmm. a stronger editor would have been able to turn this into something that really really shined balloon placement is a problem because they're using when the balloons butt up against the edge of, Mm -hmm. uh, against a gutter, they're using open sided balloons. So the balloons, they don't close, which means that there are pages where you have an open balloon at the bottom of one panel and an open balloon at the top of the panel directly beneath it, but you're actually reading zigzag. So you need Mm -hmm. to read the panel to the right, or to the left, rather, before you go back to that panel. But because those balloons butt together, it feels like you're following through. So I definitely agree with you on that. There's another one where there's a word balloon with some words, and then just to the lower uh, right of that attached to the first balloon is another word balloon with more Mm -hmm. of the dialogue going on. And that, that, um, that caterpillar of a balloon wraps Mm -hmm. down and around and up to the right side of the, of the page. And then Mm -hmm. right in between as that, as that caterpillar wraps around full of, of text, there's like a reply balloon somewhere in there, Mm -hmm. but you have to reread everything a couple times because the way the, the caterpillar word balloon works, that's basically one long sentence of stuff. And then somewhere in there is a reply or something that doesn't make doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of problems yeah. with that. I feel like um, you know, in the modern your modern comic book creation uh, assembly line, or however you want to refer to it, the problem may be an issue between the artist and the person doing the production of the balloons, which I don't think are the same person. I can't get the credits page to come up. Thanks a lot. Uh, unknown website from which I purchased my digital comics that may or may well, not. Well, there's only one place that you can purchase digital comics, which may or may not be comiXology, which actually it's it not comiXology. You're, you're buying this it's through, Amazon. through Amazon. So, so um, yeah, it's Jeff Bezos, but you, <laughs> well, they they didn't meet their, they, they didn't meet their, uh, expectations today. So, uh, let's see how their, their profit margins go. 
but yeah, the, the word, word balloon stuff is just so messed up in places that it's like either they're flipped or they're reversed, uh, you know, in the way that you're supposed to read them. And there's tales where there shouldn't be tales. And it Mm -hmm. just, uh, I feel, I feel like part of that may be a young artist, uh, not leaving room or, you know, not taking into account how much and there is a lot of dialogue there are a lot of balloons in this book Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't feel like that's bad because it's a very talky book and that works but you know you do have that question of in that production process when you're putting together a comic you do need to make sure and leave room for word balloons and effects and i feel like it you know i don't want to blame it on anybody because obviously this is a pretty solid comic but I, I feel mean, like those weaknesses may be a communication issue. I I liked a lot of the chaotic aspects of it. And I feel like some of it was intentional. Where they're trying to make you feel like, you know, you're in a high-speed hallucination. And I feel like they really, really did a great job of creating that hey, you know, this is all in your head, you know, we're listening to gorillas and maybe tripping out on a sandwich. As you go through this comic, you do feel that. You very much do feel it. And while that feels more 60s than 1977, it also feels really cool. And when you get to that final page where the evil, evil guy, whatever his name is, uh, Ming the Merciless and or Drago from... I kind of looked at it as uh, what's his name from um, WWE who went on to become the governor. A thin version of that. <laughs> the governor? Yeah, went on to become a governor of uh, Minnesota. Jesse Ventura? Yeah, yeah, v- Jesse Ventura, yeah. Oh, I suppose I can see that. Yeah. So here's, a, here's, a, here's another example of a word balloon to me that uh, doesn't work. And it's mm-hmm. on the page where uh, the, the bag lady is throwing a grenade. Mm-hmm. And so... We read left to right. Yeah. The very first part of a balloon we see says these Mm -hmm. sorry sons of bees must pay. Right. That's the first part of the word balloon we see. But really, you need to read it backwards coming out of the mouth and then wrap it. So you actually start on the right side of the balloon. And then as it wraps up and around and to the left and down, Mm -hmm. then you get to that to that bottom part. And that's not a typical reading situation. And they do that a lot in this book and it was super distracting. Now I agree with you that it kind of helps in this trippy fashion, mm-hmm. but there's another page where they're trying to get Bruce to get into a, uh, into a van and, and Bruce is like, uh, Oh, I feel, you know, stronger. And then one of the people says faster, long tail of a balloon. Now get in the effing van, long tail of a balloon. And in between that, Bruce is saying, where's Norma? She's waiting for you in the van. Okay. At the same time, on the other side of the page, another guy is firing and he's saying it's bulletproof long tail of a uh, going to the next balloon tires, long balloon to windows, long balloon to the works. Now get in. Now, if he was interrupting somebody or saying something at the same time, I could understand that. But these balloons are so far apart from one another that that one guy who's saying about it's bulletproof tires, windows, the works mm-hmm. now get in doesn't make sense. In, in, in the placement or its delivery. So that I, is my major, that's that my major problem talking, with that. Yeah. Kind of talking over each other, just like I did to you. Sorry. Um, so you see faster and the guy's like, it's bulletproof. Now get in the effing van. Wait, where's Norma? She's waiting for you to get in the van. Tires. 
But yeah, why I is felt why is that guy saying it's bulletproof? I know, but why is he? There's nothing that says uh, in any of the preceding panels, several panels, right, where he's saying anything, where he doesn't say anything. So just out of the blue, if you only saw that right panel, because mm-hmm. the other the other dialogue and the balloons work well together as far as talking interruptions. This guy is just screaming, it's bulletproof, tires, windows, the works, now get in. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay, here's a non sequitur that makes zero sense. And there's a lot of right. that, unfortunately, in this. So here's the bottom line for me. Mm-hmm. Pop Star Assassin is a very interesting book. I love the conspiracy theory part of it. I love all of this craziness that's going on. I think that the bones of the story are there. The art is fantastic, but the delivery of the dialogue in this issue in trying to tell a coherent story in a way that most people understand how to read a comic book is a mess. And so while I enjoy this and would, if I were giving this a meatloaf rating, I'd probably give it two and a half to maybe three slices of meatloaf. But I have to caution you, if you want to get this comic book, realize that I think that it is problematic to read everything else. The bones of the story, really cool. The art, really cool. The coloring, really cool. So if there's those four criteria that I've shared with you and I say that I have a problem with one of those four, that's, that means that this book's like a 75% for me. And I feel very comfortable saying that, especially coming from a small indie publisher, because we have seen a lot of small publishers and their works before that don't even come close to the quality of the work that we're seeing in this comic. So hmm. that that's my thought on this, Matthew. What 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 is your final thought? I think I disagree uh, in a couple of things. I feel like there are moments here. In fact, one of the moments that you described didn't read weird for me. It just read super complicated because yeah. they kind of. You know, you have to you have to kind of follow things. And I feel like what this is is young creators trying to do stuff that is maybe a little too advanced. You know, they're they're experimenting with something and it didn't it didn't come across. But my overall reading experience here was just kind of this is awesome all the way through. Oh yeah. And, I mean, there's a moment where Steve McQueen pulls out a giant laser gun from underneath mm-hmm. the table and starts frapping everybody. It's cool. Yep. Yeah. And you know, Bruce is, he's wearing uh red Mike Nesmith glasses. Uh, Nesmith did it first, by the way, you may say they're Elvis glasses and I say a uh, Pafui on Yui, but the red glasses from panel to panel are always just eye catching, beautifully done center of the panel stuff. And when they're not, it's because you're not supposed to be looking there. And I feel like, there are some moments in here that are really, really incredibly complex, well-done moments. And there are some where they took a big swing that didn't quite pull through. Mm-hmm. So if I were going to go meatloaf slices, I'd, I'd actually be in the fours. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'd go above four, but I'd definitely go two or four. And I feel like the biggest weakness of it is the fact that it's intentionally high you know high velocity whoosh moments and when you get to the end of the issue you don't necessarily know a whole lot but you know it's issue one of six and or 12 depending on whom you believe so 
I'm really sort of fine with that. I'm interested in more of this and I, I may actually am too. read this I, book. I, I really am uh, interested in reading more of this too. Number one, to see if they can figure out how to better tell their story. Um, right. I, to, I have a feeling that they don't. improve at what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping is that it does that because like I said, I can, I can, wa- and I've watched a lot of really, really bad movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in fact, I spent a whole year forcing myself to watch bad movies. Um, and I can, when I see the bones of something, yeah, it can still be a really bad movie, but still be enjoyable and good and mm-hmm. something that I would watch again. And this is something that kind of feels like that, that man, there is so much awesomeness here, but if they would just do this one thing, it would be right. You know, totally without a doubt. Why has an image comics or a, a dynamite and that's really right. kind of the question. Why hasn't Image Comics or Dynamite picked this up? Well, I know why Image hasn't, because that's all right. self-publishing. Um, but why Dynamite has it or anything like that is is questionable. Only, and maybe not so much because they do have the Army of Darkness stuff, and they did do mm-hmm. the, what was the thing that we did from, um, that featured Elvis fighting zombies not too long ago? It was maybe two or three years ago. Mm, so they made Elvis fighting zombies? Uh, it was Bubba Ho. It was the Bubba Ho Tep thing uh, that they did over at Dynamite, and so uh, maybe because of that, they didn't want to touch this. But I think that there is a large indie, uh, you know, a Dark Horse, a Boom, a Image, or a Dynamite that probably should have picked this up. Yeah, um, and so it it makes it harder again because at least with those publishers that I've mentioned, it's easy for you to go into your comic book store and feel fairly assured that you will be able to find this comic. Uh, Behemoth or Behemoth is a company that I am not familiar with, number one. Mm -hmm. And that probably means that if you were to walk into your average comic book store, they also would not have heard this company and would not have ordered this comic, which is a shame because I think that, I think that there's an audience for this. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's good enough to be on the shelf with one of those larger, uh, third tier, second tier, uh, publishers. Mm-hmm. I thought behemoth was a Simon and Schuster joint. I have um, no idea, but if it is they're just distributed by Simon and Schuster, uh, there's a um, lot of companies. That, there's a lot of stuff that's being, uh, published or sure. distributed through Simon and Schuster now, uh, including, uh, Marvel comics. So there you go. There you go. Or no, um, I'm sorry. They're, I they're distributed swear. through penguin random house. Sorry. I swear I read something from Behemoth. I don't know if I reviewed it. Oh, I'm sure we've, we've Turbo reviewed stuff Kid. before. It yeah. was Turbo Kid from Behemoth Comics. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. And I'm sure we've got some stuff of theirs up on the Major Spoilers website. Um, oh, sure. But, um, but they're just not a name that, that right. instantly comes to mind when you talk about uh, comics. In fact, uh, the, we have two articles on pretty sure they're brand new like founded in 2020 new maybe because the the only things that i see of behemoth comics on the website now this doesn't count uh podcasts mm-hmm. or anything like that the osiris right. path number one from 2020 and mm-hmm. then uh, uh that was a review and then there was a ubisoft teams with behemoth comics for watchdogs legion comic book series that was july of this year so mm. yeah they i think are relatively small That's- or they don't uh, send out enough PR stuff. Could be. Well, yeah. So if know, Behemoth, if you're way, listening, you need to make sure you drop me an email yeah, podcast yeah, at yeah, majorspoilers.com. 
everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. We I mean, and that's the thing. Economics. People want to know why do you guys not review more smaller publishers? Well, I mean, we will review it if you can get it to us like a blaze right. publishing until they started sending us that Conan stuff. We didn't know anything mm -hmm. about them. Same way with scout comics until they started sending us stuff. We weren't reviewing it because people didn't have easy access to it. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to send us review copies, we are open for that. Just drop me an email podcast at majorspoilers.com. And the same way with PR, uh, we can't talk about your company unless we know that you're doing something. And I am not a huge fan of traveling down the blogosphere, three, four, five, ten 10 links to find the original source, uh, and then have to go through all the copy pasta between me and that, that source 10, 10 clicks away or 10 Absolutely. sites away. So, you know, put us on, put us on your, on your uh, PR list. I'll be happy to share uh, news about you. Uh, now, uh, for those of you who are small publishers that are pro Nazi and pro beating up women and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you don't need to send me anything. No. So there you go. In fact, uh, if you are pro Nazi or part of, you know, any weird Nazi related groups, go ahead and send it to us with your name so that we can make sure to <laughs> block you and, uh, yeah. never, ever speak anyway. to you or of you. We ended up with this, as I mentioned, because so many people listed it last week on our voting page. And Matthew, tell them a little bit about the voting page. The voting page is located at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, where all of our cool supporters go every single week. Stephen will post a list of the upcoming comics and usually what Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So he will put these up, what, Tuesdays? Like they're, they're up now. I usually, I now. usually forget to do it on Wednesday uh, because <laughs> that's, when, that's when Diamond releases the stuff for the next week is right. on Wednesday. The earliest I do it is on a Thursday. So in that window, between the release of the comics and Sunday morning, you and all your friends go to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You look at the list. There'll be one next week, and it's going to say October the 3rd. No, no November, November 3rd. the 3rd, which is oh, scary gosh. enough because the the year is is coming to an end very very quickly why is the passage of time scary because i can't believe that it feels like just yesterday it was january it feels like just yesterday it was march of 2019 but could, could have been that too years ago you look at the list it'll say november 3rd you pick a comic you say i love this comic you bring all your friends all the spoiler rights everybody you know goes to major spoilers yeah it goes yeah, to patreon.com slash major spoilers right to, and you uh, say to, to cast yourself, their we're going to cast our vote. And, you know, while we're here, we might as well throw a couple of bucks in the till. Keep the major yep. spoilers lights on. So coming out next week from Boom Studios, a very short week for Boom Studios next week. They have a couple of trade paperbacks. In fact, uh, all they have is, is collected editions. Lumberjanes, Volume 20, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Necessary Evil Deluxe Edition, Hardcover Part 1. 75 bucks for that collected edition, Matthew. They also have right. a Proctor Valley Road trade paperback. That's a Mr. Comic. I don't see any Mrs. Comics. Wasn't that that out. song from the seventies about the Proctor Valley PTA? I don't know, but, uh, no, I need to go see my doctor soon. Uh, dark horse comics <sighs> next week has, oh, uh, also a shorter oh. week. Let's see. What do we have next week? Critical role Vox Machina origins three, number four of six. We also mm -hmm. have uh, Dune, the magnetic bookmark set one and two. Also, they have a Dune house of trades pin and a, a Dune, uh, Harkonnen pin. I don't know how you say their names. The Harkonnen, Harkonnen uh, yeah. are the Harkonnen. Uh, Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. Harkonnen. Also, we have the Evil Dead 40th Anniversary Edition hardcover Hellboy Bones of Giants. So several people are already voting on that one. Uh, I'll let you guys know right now. 
Uh, I already have a copy of that because the person who handles the PR from for Mike Mignola uh, already sent this to me. So if you guys want us to do Hellboy mm-hmm. Bones of Giants, uh, just keep voting for it. Also, uh, Orphan and the Five Beasts number three and some other comics coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics. Dynamite Entertainment, Barbarella number one. That is one of those signed collected editions. Also, they have Jennifer Blood number two, Red Sonia number three, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle number one, a new one there. And Vampyverse number three, Matthew, a fan of the Vampyverse. IDW Publishing, also a little short next week. Ballad for Sophie, graphic novel. Now, that's an original graphic novel. That's not a collected edition. Star Trek Mirror War number two and TMNT Best of April O'Neil. That is a collected edition. We don't do trade paperbacks on the show. Image Comics next week has a thing called Truth number one. Uh, They also have Inkblot number 13, Magic Order 2 number one. That would be from, uh, what's his name? Mark Miller. Uh, Primordial number two, Silver Coin number six, and The Walking Dead Deluxe number 26. That is a color reprint of The Walking Dead series. So you can pick that up if you want. Also, we won't be reviewing that one. Marvel Comics (laughs) next week has Amazing Fantasy number four, Dark Hawk number three. Uh, let's see, we have Star Wars number 18, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 17, Winter Guard number 3, and X-Men Legends number 8. In all the rest category, we have, who do we have? Uh, let's scroll down. Blade Runner 2029 number 9, Blue Flame number 5, uh, Cookie and Kid volume 2 number 2. Hmm. We also have, uh, let's see, HP Lovecraft The Lurking Fear trade paperback, My Bad number 1, Ninjas and Robots, number 11. Now, we have reviewed that Ninja and Robots series in the past. Uh, We also have Rick and Morty, Rick's New Hat, number four. Rush, number one. Uh, I'm going to wait until that gets up to at least number 2112, and then I will read that one. Uh, Snatched, number three. We also have, uh, let's see, Archie. World of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 114. That one, for sure, has one of those new retro stories inside of it, where they're basically doing it in the old... Archie style of a certain time period, but telling new stories in that time period over at DC comics. They look like they have their stuff settled down. Now American vampire, 1976 volume one Arkham city. Uh, let's see. Issue number two, Batman one sixteen. We also have soul plumbers. DC horror presents soul plumbers. Uh, number two, <laughs> I mean, uh, the, it looks pretty scary to be, to be quite honest. There's a lot of dismemberment on the cover of that, of that book. We also have the Joker presents number nine. That's a, the puzzle box. Number nine. That's a uh, director's cut there. We also have mm-hmm. Superman 78 issue number three and teen Titans spotlight issue number 15. I think that's an old, I think that's a, let me see what that one is. It, the cover looks old. Uh, Starfire receives a transmission from her brother, Rydar detailing his recent adventures with the Omega men originally released in 1987. Yeah. It's uh, one of those, uh, what do you call them? Reprints? No. Um, they're calling them like, uh, they're not millennium editions. They're like archive editions or something. Oh no. Millennium's back. I thought we didn't like no. millennium at DC comics. I liked millennium. Millennium was great. Gave Which us one was that one? What was the, what was the millennium one? The Millennium was the one with the Manhunters secretly invading society and characters. Oh, and biting you in your neck? Biting you in the neck? you're thinking of vampires. No, no, no. What's the one where it's the aliens? They did their their Giger thing on your neck. Oh, okay. I know I've read Millennium. I know I've read Millennium. 
Millennium was 1988. So the Guardians of the Universe are dying, and they come to Earth, and they're like, assemble all the heroes of the Earth. We must find the next step in human evolution. And so they gathered uh, the people, you know, like the the dominant the the, the song, you know, mm-hmm. Donovan song, where they assembled a you know a poet and a warrior and a scholar and everything. And they brought them together, and they gave them all new powers, and they became the new guardians. And then they went nine issues, and everybody went, oh, this is the worst thing ever. But people are cynical, cynical jerks. I remember, I have issues of this. Booster Gold's book and Blue Beetle's book ended in the middle of a crossover. So they all got hosed. Would have been 88. So we, yeah, it was 88. I I know I have these, I know I have these issues. I just do not remember. I just don't remember Uh, anything about it. On on the writing duties. Was this a, was this Um, a horrible series? No, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, well, I mean, you also liked also uh, one that did tons of crossovers. Like, you know, it was right after. Oh, I, yeah, it was right after everything rebooted. But that's why I remember the Millennium logo with like the Infinity Star background and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I remember all would this. Have, uh, basically, a member of the supporting cast of many. And actually yeah, so all here, the are, books here are all the here are all the tie-ins. Wally West's comics. dad turned out to be a band hunter. Oh, okay. So, Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, Batman, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Captain Atom, Detective mm-hmm. Comics, Firestorm, The Nuclear Man, Flash, mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Oh, Flash only had two issues. Looks like everybody only had two issues in this thing. Green Lantern mm-hmm. Corps, Infinity Inc., Justice League International, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 3, uh, The Outsider, Secret Origins, The Spectre, Suicide Squad, Superman, uh, Teen Titans Spotlight, Wonder Woman, Young All-Stars, and Swamp Thing. And it was it was a weekly series, so it was only yeah. a two month event. Yeah. So eight weekly issues of Millennium, and then all the crossovers. And I, rem- I remember this, and I certainly remember all the ads for it too. So. Mm-hmm. And then, but I couldn't tell you anything about like, this story. Out of that we got the Invasion crossover. Right. So yeah. So I know I know Invasion. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that yeah. was a great series. I love that one. Uh, anyway, that is something for possible future uh, discussions in other podcasts, not this one. Uh, if you are listening to this show and you're not listening to our major spoilers prod podcast, what's wrong with what's you? What's wrong with you? If you're listening to this show and you like our discussion on comic books, why aren't you listening to our Legion Clubhouse podcast? What's wrong with yeah. you? Go and check those out. I know so many of you do enjoy those. And more importantly, I would love to see more and more and more of you come and hang out in our uh, stages uh, channel that we have on our Discord server in our Dueling Review Patreon Discord server where you can come and listen. You can raise your hand, ask your questions, interact with us live when we're recording the show, listen to pre-show and post-show talk. You can find out more over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. So between now and Sunday, you can go and cast your vote. You can sit back and and, uh, wait the moment when I announce the comic that we will be reviewing. You come back next Thursday to join us live and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say... This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.